On tonight's program, ladies and gentlemen, we have something that's going to make you sick. Hello, hello. Welcome back to our podcast, Two Truths at a Bri. It's your favorite girl, Sharon. And I'm joined by my really cool, really amazing, really fabulous alter egos and some two random guys. Um, <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> we I'm just playing, became playing. random, suddenly. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, this podcast is between me, my alter egos, and you guys are guests. You guys are here for the show. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so we're back and uh, we have a pretty crazy controversial topic today. But before we get into that, I want to check in. Takunda, Dylan, how are you guys? Fabulous. Hey, just, a, just a bit cold, but I'm fine. I'm, I don't I'm know. Fine. Do you want me to be honest today or you want me to be... Be honest. Be honest. The name of the podcast. Yeah, two, two truths. truths. Come on. What you saying? What you saying? And Victor Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> but I'm G. I'm G. I'm Great. G. Great. I'm G. Okay. That's now, lovely. Wait, let me change the lie now. That was the truth. Now the lie. I'm chilled. That's the lie. Okay. I'm chilled. Yeah. But you're mm-hmm. you're quarter to lit. Cheers. What's in the bottle? <laughs> What's in the cup? Sorry. What's in the cup? Too many questions. Too many questions. Let it go, bro. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Great. Um, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, no, you look good. So we no, oh, we, oh, we yeah. already knew. We oh, already yeah. knew. So we already. Oh, yeah. knew. There's no need to ask. Nice chose. Okay, so before we get into our, our episode today, we are going to start with a moral dilemma, which Takunda is going to give us. Um, and yeah, really excited to hear what we have for today. Takunda, let me know whenever you're ready. No, I'm ah, but before that, though, before Takunda goes on to talk about his moral dilemma, you the moral dilemma that we had last week, I started asking people about it mm-hmm. right like i went around asking random people would you why do you scheme would you kill a person or not yeah well but i i asked it the way and asked it of course and mm-hmm. i realized that a lot of zimbabweans are serial killers yo like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'll need a push with that second thought bro. it seems like i don't know who's giving me but yeah man no but it's it's a matter of equity it's a matter of equity what outcomes do you yeah, want yeah, uh, have the proper outcomes that uh, help you in your cause so for yeah, today's moral I dilemma that, i realized that empathy is subjective but yeah yeah, yeah not true it is it is yeah that is true yeah but then for today's moral dilemma it's quite an interesting one um i'm gonna put you in a setting where you are a you're you're working for a this big huge company um with your friend and sometimes you guys know share uh, passwords and you guys are like a really really close friends so let's say you work uh with me right and we share our passwords amongst each other, then you one day you have to use the computer, but you don't have your computer. My computer is there. I'm not at work. 
then you get on my um, computer. So you open your friend's computer, you log in, you do your thing. As you are there, you then find out that your friend has been using the work internet, right, to watch football matches during uh, work hours. Now, you have to report that in terms of the company policy. So first up is, are you, go are you going to um, report your friend for watching football matches during work hours on the work internet? Sharon, I see you're itching. <laughs> no way. Mom, don't you think it's about podcast? Because like whatever I say. <laughs> I don't even say it. Um, I'm not. I'm not reporting it uh, for now. It's the full dilemma. It's not the full dilemma. To go no, it's not full. It's, it's just the first stage. Okay. Okay, it's the first step. Okay. So no, but no, no, but give me, give me an honest answer. I don't want to curate. Don't give me a curated answer because you know mm-hmm. it's going to change in the future. Give me your answer for okay. now. Okay. So the question is, do I report him for violating the company's policy by using our Wi-Fi? Yeah, to watch watching, soccer matches. Yeah, to watch soccer matches. No, I don't. I guess the Sharon is, is not going to. Oh, wow. Just like that. Just like that, Sharon. Not even a moment of consideration could she imagine. I, I, I don't the think company. I'm. I'm trying to empathize with I'm, my I'm, I'm, I'm not going to employ Sharon. The company. Yeah, I'm going to employ Sharon. As my friend <laughs> says, shout out to Casey. Corporate is not your friend. So. I'm empathizing with my with my homeboy, my colleague. All right, Dylan. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, boss, we'll even watch that soccer together, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not reporting? <laughs> I'm not reporting. Shit. Okay, cool. I don't know. Wait, before we go on, what did we say about language in this podcast? Me, I'm always confused. Could you, am I allowed to swear or not? Well, it's a family-friendly <laughs> environment. And we always, yeah, right. I mean, so, I mean, every family has that uncle or that drunk uncle who always swears at everyone. Right. That's the bride. I all, mean, and that's you. That's yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. First of all, I'm not drunk. Second of all, I'm not an uncle. Me, I'm too young to be an uncle. But continue. Oh, you mean you're too young to an uncle, bro? You're an uncle already. I'm actually an uncle of two, like. Yeah, you yeah, check. Continue. Uncle D. Okay. <laughs> so. So you guys said you don't report if, if, if the guy is watching football matches. He's watching the Euros during work hours. Oh, during work hours. Yeah. He's coming home. He's coming home. Yeah, I don't report him. Okay. <laughs> now, what happens if you don't find football, but you find, you find that he's been downloading um, porn? And it's not like that type of, of like blue movie type of porn it's the, the gory stuff what are you do doing I report him? do I do you report him to your workplace or do you go to him and I don't know before Sharon speaks mm-hmm. before Sharon speaks I know that this has I've always wanted to know this perspective and I feel like it might be one of the topics that we're going to talk about porn I feel like women have a different perspective to porn as to guys I've never, I've, I'm actually realizing this. I've never had a conversation about it with a woman. So I'm really, really curious to hear Shan's answer. Okay. Okay, yeah. no pressure. Just, just to comment, <laughs> just, just a fly note here. I have once had mm. conversations with women about porn and 
they are quite <laughs> riveting, to be honest. Really? They are quite riveting. The things well, women Sharon, look for, they're, they're quite riveting. But we'll go, let's go back. So you find your friend has yeah. been downloading porn. It's with, mm. with a woman, it's a man, it's they. Wherever they are, they've been downloading gory, like the, that hardcore, like the sick kind of porn. Are you reporting? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, hey, I'm definitely. Wait, 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 wait. Can I ask a question? No, you can't. Sharon, no, you, no, no, you can't. Ah, okay. Damn. Let Sharon shine. Let Sharon shine, please. Shine, flourish, flourish, flourish. Um, I'm I'm more likely to speak to him first as a point of departure than I am. Why? Why does it have to be him? That's that's what I was going to ask. Because you kept saying, "Do you report him?" That's my question. No, I also said. I also said they. I said it's there. Yeah, yeah well. she said oh, okay. I said they. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Um, Stereotype. Bias. This is me confronting my, my bias. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm having a conversation with them first. I'm not My point of departure is not to report. But the content of that conversation would be, um, I don't think you should be downloading porn on... <laughs> Work Wi-Fi. Why? Oh, so she be working. She be downloading. She be downloading from the home Wi-Fi. Or what? Yeah, download from the cabin. I don't know. Hack your neighbors. I don't. <laughs> Use the neighbors. Dylan, are you reporting? Please tell me you're reporting. She not reporting. Most of, I guess she got that answer. The silence there. The silence of the lambs. But the silence there is. Show that she's not reporting. No, but are you reporting? Um, personally, no. Do you, bro? Like, honestly, all right. For if is company Wi-Fi, is the company saying that the Wi-Fi is used for this and this alone? Yeah, That's no, the, the important question no. Ask the company policy is very clear. You must use the white company uh, assets for company business. You can't use them for personal use. I'm not reporting because if they don't want it for personal use, then they should do a better job at at um, follow follow up on that statement. It's the same thing. If the country puts a law to say no smoking, the country should the law should follow up on that on that law. Now, don't expect citizens to be like, hey, bra, no smoking, bra. Nah, bra. If you smoke, you get arrested. Simple. The company should put a, a policy to say, hey, use company Wi-Fi for this situation. If you violate it, these are the consequences. But me personally, I am not going to report. So you guys are not going to follow? Because the company policy says if you must report any infringements or breaking away from the policy, and you guys are just not going to report, wow. I, th- yeah. I, I think I think I'm hanging out with the criminals here. You guys are most likely to break rules. We, we <laughs> went, Taguna, We went to Prince Edward School, where rules and tradition, where the bread and butter, like you know, it's more important than our education. To come to school without a hat was a major thing. But I know if Gumu comes without a hat, ah, me, I'm looking for a hat for Gumu, bro. Like I'm gonna take a hat from a youngster so I can give it to Gumu so that he doesn't take it. <laughs> No, but that's true. No, look, no, but that's a different scenario. That's a different scenario. It's the same because scenario. I don't want you to get into trouble because you're my homie. Remember your situation said your homie. 
If it was my homie, bro, I'm telling you, hey, bro, stop being on your But you, my homie, bro, ask us, bro. Do you, bro? If always come and ask me, if the boss comes and asks me, is was Sakunda Gumu watching items on the internet? I was telling watching what? And is no, he's a proper man, bro. He's a proper Christian it's man. It's a pious he man. He, d- he doesn't do those things. Man. He doesn't do those things. <laughs> I would face it with my heart and soul, because he's my homie. A lovely, lovely. I appreciate you for that, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> you see. Now, right? Remember the company policy is that you must report if you find an infringement. So there are two steps left. The second mm-hmm. step is this now. You find out that your friend has been stealing company information and using it to gain <laughs> money somewhere. Why so, are my homies with this person? Right. First of all, So this person, <laughs> right? This person, they've been stealing company information and using it for personal gain. So they're taking customer details, they're taking trademarks, they're taking trade secrets and using them for their mm-hmm. own side business. And you don't know about this side business, so you're not benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. Are you reporting that? I'm having a conversation with him first or her. No, are you reporting and yes I or will... no? You the, in this scenario you either report uh, or you don't. But... Who are you asking yeah? Dylan. Are you are you reporting I'm or not? I'm going first. All right, I have been in a similar situation, similar sort of. And Takuna you probably know the situation here. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in a situation. I was hoping not to know, know it. I don't know I don't know right names, but I don't want to say names. But there's a situation whereby I had an obligation right and in this obligation here yeah, this person did something that was over the top but now we as brothers so to speak where the situation may be to protect each other right you tell a person one time they don't listen you tell a person twice they don't listen now you tell a person three times you don't listen am i reporting no but if this person exactly if this person if this person gets caught or gets in trouble with the authorities mm-hmm. i told you three times bro i told you three times do it once do it twice do it thrice or even don't get caught in your lifetime cool i'm not I, by the third time i'm telling you i'm not involved if you get caught no, the second time but, but, i'll still defend you No, but I'll Dylan. But Dylan, the first time I'm like, wait, no, no, just, the first time I'm like, hold up, hold up. The first time I'm like, Kuna doesn't do that stuff. The second, the first time I'm like, Kuna doesn't do that stuff. He's biased. He's a Christian man. Okay, no, no, I'm that's like, cool. Ah, okay, you're Maybe defending your friend's yeah. honor. You're defending your friend's honor. But the rules on you, the rules to 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 report is on you. Why are you not yes. reporting? How does that affect you if you don't report? You must be reporting, bruv. Because right. This goes to the fact that you said homie. That's why I said the first scenario, you said a homie. Yeah, it's your a homie. A person who's a homie with me. Yeah, a person who's a homie with me is a person I know. Is a person that I know is a good person. I'm a homie with a person because I know that this person is good. It goes back to my character. I recently, yesterday actually, someone told me that you're friends with a person that are similar to you. You attract people to you, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're my homie, I know that ah, you're a good person. Full stop. So that means first first time you do something, 
I'm going to protect you. Second time you do something, I'm probably going to be like, okay, 50-50. The third time I tell you stop and you've done it, that's what I'm going to be like, hey, bro, I've told you. You get caught, that's your problem. I'm not going to report, but you're okay, my fine. homie for a reason. Okay, fine. Let me, let me hear Sharon. Let me hear Sharon on this. Yeah. Because I feel like you, you, I feel like you and I have been in these situations quite a number of times. So you're getting yeah, a bit yeah. you're getting a bit emotional on this. One. So let me I get am, Sharon. Let me get Sharon. Let me get Sharon. <laughs> Sharon. Are you reporting this this person is stealing company information? And they're making guap for it. Mm-hmm. And they're not sharing that guap with you. <laughs> I, I, I gotta be clear, they're um, not sharing that guap with you. Yes. Um, you want a, am I reporting or am I not reporting answer? I want to give you a different one, but you won't let me. Yeah, no, I want, are you reporting? Are you not reporting? You can qualify your answer. I'm not reporting. Okay, qualify your answer. I could eventually report, but like I said, as a point of departure, I'm speaking to my homie. And I'm like, yo, I just found out you. At your ganking company secrets, you know, intellectual property, whatever it is for your personal gain. And you know that's not allowed, number one, by company policy. Um, but also, it's just criminal. So stop doing that because I don't want to have to be obliged to report you. Because as you know, company policy compels, would compel me to report you. And I don't want to do that. So before it gets there, I want you to stop first. Um, okay, fine. and to prove that you stopped. All right, this is you guys gave me very mature answers, but I don't think that's true. I think I think you guys would report. But this is the last one. This is the last really? one. Really? Would yeah, you report? Uh, I'm just gonna say, guys, me, I'll report you guys. But I know for a fact you guys won't report me. So I'm gonna break. I'm, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna I break. Wouldn't. I wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't. <laughs> I thought we were tied like that. I would never. No, I really thought in my were... life that my home is Yeah, exactly. We are so tied to the point that I want what's good for you. So I will ah, let the law take its course in your, sure. your in this case, the rules. <laughs> I can't believe this is you speaking. Man. Honestly. Sheesh. Well, experience will I say mean, otherwise. No, experience, uh, true life will say otherwise. Exactly. Um, yeah, but then the last, the last scenario is this. Mm-hmm. You find out that your friend, that you thought your friend is your friend, is actually not who they are. Mm-hmm. Right? You actually find out that they're not who they say they are. And this person is actually some uh, spy or something trying to like uh, destroy your country and there's some super spy. Yeah, let's call them super spy. Jack Bao. No, it's Jack Bauer here. Mm. You find out that. Are you reporting that to the cops or not? Are you hey, dialing nine one? Are you dialing? Call, you the, dial, call the cops. Yeah. You're dialing nine one one? Call the cops, cut the cameras. Cut the cameras. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, dialing nine one one on the spot. Dylan, are we calling nine one one? I believe in the fact that you need to talk to people and bruv what do you mean talk to people <laughs> this is but... a spy bruv they could kill you for knowing yep. that they're not who they say they are <laughs> are you going to talk to the homie yeah what if his intention was not to be a spy on my behalf what if we bumped into each other him as a spy doesn't mean that he was my friend you know what i mean Maybe he wasn't using me as a cover-up, but we just happened to become friends during his mission as a spy. 
cool he was lying he was lying um about his other life doesn't mean that he was lying about being my friend you know what i mean so ah uh, dude i wouldn't really care as much unless i have until i have this conversation with this person and say yo we're we really homies that's the question that I, that's the, that's the conversation i have it goes back to my whole thing of saying that the only way the world can get better is if we have conversations let's talk bro sit down have a beer let's talk let's see pour out your real self your vulnerable self let's have a conversation hectic hectic you know you know today uh, in that no way I, i read a chapter and malcolm glad was um talking strangers and this mm. is this is where mm. i actually got the idea of the the moral dilemma because he's talking about uh, there's a guy who um he committed some crimes and a lot of people defended him even though those crimes he actually did them right and he's talking mm. about how we have a truth bias we assume that people will tell us the truth even when they were lying they're lying to us and often we don't see um we don't see what um when other people are lying to us because we said we have certain things that we can tell that that we used to tell if a person is lying right and if mm-hmm. those things are not present we won't be able to tell mm-hmm. if a person is lying the whole yeah. um, what's his name um arkeli situation yeah, exactly exactly mm-hmm. yeah I mean, but it's quite interesting that you guys are willing to break the law. Dylan is willing to break the law all the way through. And Sharon, your your country is your most loved position. You will not let your country down. We love the patriotism. No. We love the patriotism. But I just, I just, have a, I just, need, no. to, I just need to get some clarity. I hope this is not mm-hmm. you campaigning for 2023. Oh, of course not. It's not me uh, doing that at all. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> I'll let you know when I am. Oh, okay. All I'm right. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm playing. Uh, I love this stuff. I think, yeah, that, that wraps up our moral dilemma for today. But it, but I like, I just want to assure you guys that I would defend you when I think it's appropriate. But when I think you've gone too far, I think if you are still in company information, I will talk to you first and then mm-hmm. go report to you. Okay. Actually, I will encourage okay. you to report yourself. That's, that's honestly yeah that's, that's honestly okay. as long as you speak to me first what uh, man, you you my homie bro you can get away with anything to be honest i'll get away with murder be my homie first of all icho that's icho so i trust you my homie for a reason no yeah but yo <laughs> yeah So, yeah. I suppose that's a whole different conversation about what friendship actually entails. Exactly, um, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to get into today's topic. We are talking mm. about... We are talking... So we're talking about this crazy thing called social media activism. aka slacktivism aka reactionary activism um and for me to like sort of outline what that looks like i'm going to give you a scenario right so um let's just say your friend 
Dylan, your friend from Indonesia, um, tells you this, you know, something crazy just happened in Indonesia. We have this crazy civil unrest taking place right now. People are being killed. Um, It's actually minorities and minorities from the religious group that I belong to. Uh, Takunda, Mm -hmm. same situation. Any homie of yours, maybe in Namibia or here in Zim, right? Um, And they're like, yo, it's crazy. And we just need to try and raise as much awareness as possible online because no one's really listening on the ground, right? Mm -hmm. So here's a ton of infographics that we have for Instagram. I need you to post this on your story right now. Um, Tweet about it. Use this hashtag. The Zimbabwean Lives Matter. And... um, you think, okay, cool, I'm going to support my friend. Or you think, okay, cool, I don't think it would change anything. I want to know which side of the spectrum do you fall on? Are you likely to post it up? Or are you likely to just think, this, this, even if I post it, it's not going to change anything? Which side are you falling on? I, I'm, definitely, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not posting because it's not going to be effective. Uh <laughs> I, I'm so, definitely. Okay, so you're on that, you're on that spectrum of life. Okay, interesting. No, I'm on that spectrum of life when it comes to um, mm. social media because social media. Look, I used to post back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think my, me not posting instead of the BLM, because um, I just kept on asking myself, this is just like a, it's like a vicious cycle. Mm. It's like a vicious cycle. These things just keep. It's the same thing. Sometimes different hashtags. If you remember with Zim, there was uh, this flag campaign. Uh, mm-hmm. um, what else? The Zim Lives Matter. Yeah, there was Zimbabwe yeah. Lives Matter. There was another one, Save Zimbabwe. Then there was hashtag Zano yeah. Must Go. There were so many mm. hashtags on the same issues dealing with corruption, dealing with uh, um, no, no respect for the rule of law and those all mm-hmm. kind of political inst- instabilities and disturbances in Zim, right? There was even the hashtag fair, hashtag God is in it, hashtag CCC, you know, hashtag ED, hashtag that, hashtag that, all those things. And there was the Demloot item. Yes, hashtag Demloot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Demloot, yeah. that, that song was actually funny, hey? Yeah, you can make a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Banger. Um, yeah. So for me, from a perspective, I just looked at myself as it's the same thing over and over and again. You cannot hashtag a movement. Mm-hmm. You cannot hashtag it. I don't see it happening. And the problem with hashtag movements is most of the time they only appeal to a small section of um the community that is a yeah that's a section that is on social media now if you think about social media penetration in africa it's poor it's poor in most instances Mm. into just internet penetration not social media penetration internet penetration like 50 60 percent those are usually the numbers you get around africa um i had the numbers on zoom some time ago i think but i think it was Mm -hmm. 50s or 60s if i'm not mistaken and that way you appeal to very small section of people because hashtags are actually only viral on Twitter. Hashtags are not as viral on Facebook or on um, um, Instagram, Instagram or, or YouTube. Mm-hmm. They're not as viral as they are on Twitter. So yeah. Twitter already is a minority social media platform in most instances. Mm-hmm. So you, know, have, um, you see like Dylan, Dylan doesn't have Twitter, which is very sad. Yeah. Very sad. Very yeah, sad very indeed. Sad. Very sad, no, backward, and a cake, and you know, yeah, wow, all those things. It's for a certain reason. Barbarian. 
which wow. is were you involved in a twab before then you left twitter no Someone never, i've never I've never been interested because of people like you who become all political and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but but you get you get what I mean. You get what I mean. They're like we're just yeah, yeah, coming yeah. here to to just type a movement. I mean, yes, fair and fine. We do raise an awareness. We do raise an mm-hmm. awareness. We get uh, international people involved and blah blah blah, and people know like what's happening in Zim. Even with the Free Palestine movement, the hashtag didn't end the uh, the bombarding of of Palestine. Sorry, the bombarding of Gaza or the the, the mm-hmm. rockets that have been fired to Israel. It didn't end those things. It was the political parties, the political individuals or the when i say parties not just an organization but like the people involved from a political uh, perspective that mm-hmm. stopped the, the 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 hostilities right not the hashtag movement i mean if you take for example the zim live zim lives metam hashtag you had tandy newton um yeah she comes on and she, she she's now she's gotten on this fire on um um on, on Zim Lives Matter, God save her soul. She means well, but I also feel yeah. that she's she's grossly misinformed, and I I feel one of those things is that she's following the hashtags, which sometimes are often removed from reality. So yeah, but she she, okay. she no. To be fair to her, she's actually done doing quite quite a number of uh, very uh, respectable things. Me. Yeah. Okay, so you you mentioned something really interesting about how sometimes whatever content is attached to a particular hashtag doesn't necessarily reflect facts or the reality. Um, and sometimes it can be misleading. I think we'll talk about that later. Dylan, I want to hear from you. Um, your homies just told you, dude, Zimbabwe is going through this hectic time. Zimbabwean lives matter. Support. Um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Times are tough. Are you posting it up? Um. The thing is, you're asking a question that I've witnessed firsthand. So for me, it's not really a question, but I'm speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna educate the people that listen to this podcast now, because hashtag they must know. So I mm-hmm. live in Indonesia, where they have, where they believe in unity and diversity. That's one of their models. Indonesia has what they call the Pancasila, which is five common laws that make up the whole constitution. So there are five principles, so to speak, that are made by the founding fathers. And one mm-hmm. of them is literally, they must know, which is the second oh, okay. one. Sorry, not they must know, sorry, unity and diversity. <laughs> Yo, I was like, what? People. The second is yeah, I was also wondering what's going on here. Imagine, uh, I this can get me killed. Two lies that I'm writing. This can get me killed. So the second one is called unity and diversity. The one is the first one. They call it Tuhan Maha Esa, which means that um, God is for all, kind of thing, right? So it's literally the second one after God is like you know, um, you know, unity and diversity. And yeah. why they said this is because Indonesia is a co- is a country made up of different races, different religions, and different kinds of people, right? Mm-hmm. In different races, there was recently a situation where you have the Papua Nese, people from Papua. I think you all know the Papua New Guinea, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Papua yeah. New Guinea. But now you have the Papuans, well, not Papua New Guinea, but Papuans who live okay. in Indonesia. Now, okay. these people that are from Papua, even it's an island within Indonesia, they are black. Okay. So they're mm. black. We could say black Asians, but they are black, right? Mm-hmm. To the extent where people see me in Indonesia and they think I'm from Papua, that's how dark skin they are. So now okay. you have a situation where Indonesians are lighter skinned. Right in Indonesia, but, they call but you're not that dark, bro. I'm not that I was dark. I'm about to say that. I'm not that dark, but me in Asia, dark, <laughs> but like, me in Asia, I'm dark. You know what I mean? Because me in Asia, I'm actually representing the whole of Africa. So like, uh, if you want to go to Africa, if any African goes to Af- to, to to Asia, right? Good luck living up to my standard. Oh gosh! <laughs> Get out of here, man! I'm serious. My point is, in Indonesia, they have what they have Papuans. Right, so Papuans are Indonesians who are dark skinned and they face a whole lot of discrimination because they're darker than everyone else. Mm-hmm. So they face a whole lot of discrimination. So there came a time where there was a movement by these Papuanese who wanted to break away from Indonesia. So not only is this a social issue, but it's a political issue. And the fact that people think since I'm dark-skinned for, for, for Asian, since they wanted me to participate and support or they expected me to support the Papuanese, right? And for me, did I directly or um, at the moment support them instantly? No. Because I don't know the history of Indonesia as much as I should in order for me to just start supporting them. Yeah. I feel like every movement starts from the history. The problem I had with the Black Lives Matter movement, yes, let's get controversial. The problem I had with the Black Lives Matter movement is that it came from a good cause. A lot of people think that the Black Lives Movement started from the George Floyd situation, which is wrong. The Black Lives Matter movement started from a history of brutality, not only police brutality, but racism. But that George Floyd situation was a situation that people were like, yo, enough is enough. That's what set the movement. But now a lot of people think that the Black Lives Matter movement was because of George Floyd, which is not true. Mm -hmm. So before I support a movement or before I support an activism way of life let's look at the history where is it coming from exactly do i believe in this we live in a situation we live in a world where people look at at the cover the icing before they look at the cake which i feel is very 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 dangerous a lot of people want to cancel eminem for his music Let's, let's go back in history and find out how much of a poet Eminem actually is. Let's go back and see But, but his, music, his music is still misogynistic. It's still harmful. It doesn't change Very the fact. True. It doesn't change the fact. Very I mean, true. the things he sang about his, his, his wife, mm-hmm. I just, I sat down. I was, I was actually, a few days ago, I was listening to, I was rather singing, in, uh, singing uh, one of Eminem's songs. I'm like yo, but this 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 content is kind of you know, 
It's kind of wrong. Too. That's me every it's day. It's kind of wrong. You That's know me I mean? every day. I am a stan, <laughs> and I admittedly say that I am a stan. I I know the deepest Eminem songs that you could ever imagine, and they are misogynistic. But he actually has some songs where it's like, yo, move he, yourself to the music, the moment you, you see now. But you can attest, <laughs> even Kanye, you can attest to this. He has some song where he says, I'm rapping this, this stuff because I'm expressing myself on what I went through. No, true. I'm not saying this for you to true. follow. True. But I mean, it, it reminds me of that uh, video of Tupac where he's in the first in the first few seconds, he goes like, I have oh, so yeah, much yeah, respect yeah. for women. Uh, my respect for women is so much up there and talking. Then the next thing goes, mm. we don't love them hoes. You know exactly, exactly. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's best life, you know. Mm. It's like, but then, but my point of all this is before you get a movement, before you want to say something in the hashtag something, know the mm-hmm. history. Yeah. So but, do you do you actively do that? Do you actively research um, the history the of a particular movement? All the time. And for those who follow me on my Instagram. Um, Dylan H or 90MK for those who are listening. For those who follow me on my Instagram, you know that I always have I have a Wednesday conversation with people. Why do I have that Wednesday conversation? So that I can get more informed before I stand for something. And I could be very controversial in those Wednesday segments where I talk to people because I want, before I go for a movement, I want everyone to know what exactly we're talking about. So yes, mm-hmm. I research before I post anything, no matter who it is for. I actually, one of my problems that I had with my ex-girlfriend is that she had a fight with a girl. She had a fight with a girl. And she was like, since you're my boyfriend, support me. Please spill the tea, baby. (laughs) We like it. My girlfriend would like, support me because I'm fighting this girl. That means you should not talk to her. But I'm that person who's like, no, I want to hear her side of the story as well. No, but you (laughs) must support your your girl, bruv. You must support your girl. Blindly. Yeah, no, uh, anyway, that's going to be another conversation we have a conversation. <laughs> no, but, but my uh, point is, no, before you go in. Yeah, no, but that's true. I mean, that brings me back to, to what I was saying in the beginning, why I, I, I'm no longer a hashtag person. Because I look at the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, a lot of people, like, uh, were hashtagging BLM. But BLM hashtag, I think, started as far back as 2016 when a Donald Trump was, was mm. run, trying to run for president. Probably 2011, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. That's when it started. The it actual, really it took a long time. Yeah, you, you see how I'm talking about. So, like, police brutality in the United States started way back. I mean, we've watched so many, you saw movies, it's in movies. There are documentaries about the Rodney King um, 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 riots in LA. Then you have uh the juice the man himself oj simpson it was a very racial mm-hmm. uh, case so police brutality in the states didn't start with george floyd the police brutality in the states didn't start uh, um, um it didn't start like just now it's something that that's been there for a while and it's not going to change because I'm hashtagging, or it's not going to change because J. Cole has hashtag. It's not going to change because Dave Chappelle has gone and done in a hashtag. This is a direct okay. sub yeah, to I Don to Lemon. Say, but, yeah. but it's not <laughs> going to change. I mean, nothing's going to change because people are hashtagging. That's my point. I'm not okay. saying I'm not saying black lives don't matter. No, am I saying Zimbabwean mm-hmm. lives don't matter or these other hashtags don't help? Or the, like the Me Too movement, for example. That's a good hashtag to use. The Me Too movement mm-hmm. is a hashtag that had a good intention, but the delivery ended up actually harming, in my opinion, harming our society. 
So when it comes to hashtags, for me, it's, 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 I don't think they're effective to, to bring mm-hmm. about change. They can bring about conscientization of those who don't know, but not to mm-hmm. bring about change. Don't think a hashtag is going to bring about change. Okay. Dylan, you said you disagree with something. What is it that you don't agree with? I, I disagree when you said the celebrities thing. Tell um, me, because that's about my next question. I disagree. And I'm sure everyone has watched the Chappelle thing where, as soon as the Black Lives Matter thing was done. That's one of my favorite. It's called 846. You can favorite. find it on YouTube. Thank you. You can also find it on Spotify. Uh, sorry, Netflix. Um, why I loved that show by Dave Chappelle is because it really spoke to, it spoke about what I have always been saying, that at the end of the day, we're all human beings with all different opinions. You know how people see Beyonce and they say, no, whatever Beyonce says is true. Whatever Rihanna says is true. I believe that's right in some certain stances. In a situation where we're talking about Black people as a whole, and the Black mm-hmm. people already have power, you, you having a celebrity can in some way, shape, or form take away their power. But in a situation okay. where you need that power, you get it. For example, in a society, there's something that the society can achieve on its own without a government. And there's some things that the society, that the government needs to help in. For example, if you look at the Zimbabwean education system, you have private schools and you have government schools. Private schools can or are manifested from a certain level of privilege or or can make a certain difference or change in society. And then for those less fortunate, the government steps in. If you you understand what I'm saying. So there's Mm -hmm. some things where you need these celebrities and influencers to come in. For example, look at the company Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola doesn't need no celebrities to, to, to endorse them. Cristiano Ronaldo can literally go and put away two bottles of Coca-Cola. It doesn't mean that Coca-Cola will stop selling stuff. But if you have Coca-Cola, if, but if you have Cristiano Ronaldo putting away two bottles of Casolaga, yo, Zimbabwean economy is dead. So there are some things in society where you need celebrities, and there's some things in society where you don't need celebrities. So okay. now what Takuna said about not needing influencers and celebrities altogether, yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, so here's my next question. Um, branching off what Dylan just said, in this conversation and in this context of social media activism and famous people, so celebrities, number one, and number two, influencers, people who have a large following, do you think those people have an obligation to post about a particular movement um, so that it gains traction. Do you think those people should participate? Like, for example, the Black Lives Matter movement. At some point, people were like, we're going to have this blackout, right? Just post a black picture on your Instagram to show mm-hmm. your solidarity with this movement or with Zim- Zimbabwean Lives Matter, um, hashtag Zimbabwean Lives Matter. It was an issue of how come our Zim artists are quiet? We're having to rely on one of Gabrielle Union and Tandy Newton and Yara Shahidi to mm. post for us. But you people aren't even posting. You are the ones that live in this country and you know the issues, but you're not posting. Mm. So where do you think celebrities and people with like large followings should fall in this conversation? If that celebrity or that influencer or whoever that person with a large following 
has not subscribed to this movement. They have not personally said that they agree with it. They have not been part of the movement, whether they are affected by the issue or not. As long as they themselves do not involve them with the with that movement, with that hashtag, or whatever that mm-hmm. is that's going on, as long as they don't involve themselves, then they have no obligation towards anyone. As long as they don't make themselves the leader, they have no obligation to anyone. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because because what do you say? For me, wait, wait. Let's hear. Tukuna was saying because yeah. because carry on. No, I'm saying because now it means that anything that makes me comfortable, I must then demand for Sharon and Dylan to agree with me. Mm. You're looking for acknowledgement, basically. Yeah, I'm looking for acknowledgement. And it's it's and to be very honest, that then infringes on my individuality. It infringes on my right to express myself, it infringes on my right to conscience. Because now you're saying mm-hmm. I can't think for myself. I have to think and agree with you because we are sort mm-hmm. of say come from the same um, um cloth. Yeah, from the same cloth. Maybe yeah, yeah. We, we might be from the same cloth, but the dirt on your side might be a little bit more dirt that's on my side. Mm. So I don't feel your pain. Don't expect me to feel your pain because we have different uh, experiences. Okay. Although we are this, we are the same. We might have different experiences, so I might not react okay. the same way as you. Okay, Dylan, how are you reacting? I feel like that is a question that that what what Takuna said that is a statement that depends on the situation because you can't say you can't feel the same pain when you're Zimbabwean. You get what I mean? Even if you're a Zimbabwean celebrity, if you're a Zimbabwean no, look, student, I, listen, I, I can tell you for a fact. I'm Zimbabwean. Bella mine is Zimbabwean. Bella, mm. Bella mine Mugabe is not, you know, is not having the same problems I have. You think she doesn't have the same problems? The problems might not be exactly the same, but she's still going through the same problems. No matter yeah. how rich that person is, when they leave Zimbabwe, they could be way richer. And they yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, they know that. But then look, there are people in Zim right now who are benefiting from corruption, people who support corruption in Zim, right? And they're, they're living in Zim. And we will stand up and say, corruption must end in Zim. This must end. This thing is bad. This yeah. and this and this must end. And those very same people who are benefiting from the, 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 the trough right now, they will stand and support it. They're so benefiting, now, but they're not benefiting as much as they can be. And that could be a trigger. Yes, that, that's now subjective and relative. But the question is, if I go to, I can't go to them and say, feel my pain, scream on my behalf. Because they don't feel my pain. <laughs> they don't know how to scream. They do. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Um, I'm not a sympathizer in any way, but there's a situation during the Zimbabwean Lives Matter. A lot of people, a lot, majority of Zimbabweans or majority of this person's supporters went against them. I'm talking about Japraza. Japraza, okay. during the Zimbabwean Lives Matter, did not post or do anything to support the movement. This person is one of the biggest celebrities in Zimbabwe. True or false? True. Right? He did not post or do anything in support of the Zimbabwean Lives Matter. And to make matters worse, he's a celebrity who, when he does his music videos, he's always doing military gear. Right? He's known for that. So automatically, people thought that, oh, he's a Zanapia supporter. And because of that, he lost a lot of his followers or a lot of people went against him because of that. 
Now, I personally was like, yeah, even though he didn't say anything, it's because he knows his position. He knows it's okay to be neutral. People forget this. A lot of people forget this. A lot of people forget that even if you're a celebrity, doesn't mean you have to take a side. Honestly, one day, either I, Takunda, or Sharon are going to be famous. Now imagine you being forced to take a side in a situation. Why can't you be neutral? That is a very, very okay thing to do because you're still a human being. Just because you're doing something you love and you get recognition for it, doesn't mean you should be put under pressure for it. Again, I'm not a job praiser, sympathizer, but at the same time, I'm like, let the man be. Like, he doesn't have a side to choose on, right? It actually affected him when after the, the I'm going to say after the Zimbabwe's Life Matter movement, even though it's still going on, but like when he died down to a certain extent, he was, a, he, was, um, he was a nominee for some award. He was a nominee for some award. And then he posted on his Instagram that, yo, can you all go support me, blah, 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 blah. And then a lot of the comments were like, yeah, but you didn't support us in the Zimbabwean Lives Movement, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, seriously, Damn. so you're going to bring down one of our own because of a stance that he took. Is that really fair? Of which he didn't even take a stance, but to people, because he didn't say anything, he took a stance. Is that really fair? No, it's not. Right? It's not fair. Exactly. Not at all. I mean, but... Uh, okay, but but this... Okay, sorry, Takunda. Um, there's something Dylan mentioned that I want to pick up on, mm-hmm. and then you can carry on, which is you're allowed to be neutral. Um, and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that won't agree with that. And we usually find when it comes to these social justice movements online, people tend to quote, I think it's Martin Luther King Jr. who said something about how silence is complicity. So if you're quiet, if you're not saying anything in the midst of violence and oppression, it means you are on the side of the oppressor. And I've seen that for some reason, and this is me like um, making a an uninformed assumption, but I want to assume that in the social justice movements, that quote probably is posted more. You know, like people tend to be like, yo, if you're not posting, it means you're complicit. If you're silent, it means, you know, you're on the side of the oppressor. Um, and the question is, is that true? And that's the thing that Dave Chappelle does speak about in that um, mm. show you were talking that's about, special, yeah. 846, exactly. Does, if I'm quiet about something, if I haven't posted, does it make me complicit in in the injustice that's being taken, you know, that's happening or taking place? I, I think there's that that quote that, that you quoted, and there's the one way uh, there's a narration, something like I think they came for the Jews and I kept quiet. Then they came for the Nazis and they came. They, they basically talk about groups of people, and finally it comes. They're the last group of people, and there's no one to speak on their behalf. Look, mm-hmm. that statement, keeping quiet um, in that scenario can be, look, it can be harmful to in, in minority groups or even whoever is fighting for a social injustice issue. It can be harmful, but it depends what are you keeping quiet about. Right. If you take, for example, um, the Me Too movement, um, mm-hmm. there was 
speaking from 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 let me let me let me curate it to to what happened here in namibia right so when the me too movement fire caught on into namibia you had um, these particular designated um, social media accounts, individuals on the accounts that people were sending anonymous messages to and saying, so and so rate me at such such a place and blah, 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 blah. Then this, then who, this person would then go and post online without verifying any mm-hmm. details, right? So that in itself is very harmful because in as much as you want to create an, a platform for uh, people who have suffered um, sexual harassment mm-hmm. and sexual violence to come and speak. But the moment you just post whatever people send to you anonymously, you create an unsafe environment because I can just text Dylan read me, such, such a party, mm-hmm. blah, 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 I sent and it never happened. Right mm-hmm. now, if people then decide, hmm, this thing looks a bit, you know, sketchy. I could sketchy. end up, I could end up being involved in things that could harm other people, indirectly True. or directly. So I'm gonna keep quiet, right? Keeping quiet for that reason is fine. But then, then there are instances where you see a harm being done, and you are in a position of power, and you don't speak. Now mm-hmm. that's perpetuating, or what you call it, assisting, or doubling up on the on on the oppression so it depends in what on what context do you shut up because mm. sometimes speaking out could be your own downfall fair and fine it's, it's it's okay it's nice to support one another but then i also have to think about myself because if i speak up tomorrow i don't have a job or i speak up tomorrow uh, I, i'm in the gulag then what mm. okay so, okay so we, this expectation that we have on other people to feel our pain is very unfair. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't know how to put it in more in words. I can never feel another person's pain in as much yeah, as empathy. they feel it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a quote by um, William Shakespeare in All's Well That Ends Well that says, um, be checked for silence, but never taxed for speech. What which, does that mean? I'm not smart. Which, which means, uh, which speaks for to me. Be checked for silence, but never taxed for speech. Which means that if you're quiet during a certain situation, let people come to you and ask, what do you mean? What, why okay. are you quiet? What are your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. Instead of you speaking and people attacking you for it, now you have to defend yourself and defend okay. what you mean. And okay. I feel, personally, I feel that when you start defending yourself, you might end up going over a certain board that you didn't expect to go. I'm sure mm-hmm. we all did debate here or some type of public speaking mm-hmm. where we say no to abortion and then and someone comes and says something and then we end up saying things on the spot because we have to defend ourselves. Yeah. Right. But now it comes to a situation where you're just quiet People come and ask you, what are you thinking? And then you say what you're thinking on the spot. Mm. That's what I, that's, yeah, I think that's my Okay, word. so extending that quote and that analogy into this entire conversation about social media activism, sometimes people do get checked for their silence. Actually, a lot of times. And one such instance was last year when it was the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, I think part of a women's rights movement if I'm not wrong, but basically no name. I don't know if you know her. 
but no name, tweeted and she was calling out a few people who were silent, right? So she was checking these people and her tweet read, poor black folks all over the country are putting their bodies on the line in protest for our collective safety. And y'all favorite top selling rappers, not even willing to put up a tweet. Niggas mm. hold discographies be about black plight and they know where to be found. Right. Mm. So there was this whole conversation about people thinking, of course, she's talking about J. Cole and maybe Kendrick. Um, and J. Cole, you know, came And those are my favorite song. rappers, by the way, for certain, for those reasons that you're talking about. I haven't given reasons yet, but we're gonna talk. We're, we're gonna talk about it. So Jacob puts out his song "Snow on the Bluff," and uh, part of the song, he's just saying, you know, there's this really smart hun that's been talking about stuff, and she's educating people, and she sounds like she comes from she a really, really educated smart. background. That's that's another issue. Um, no, I'm not saying she's not smart. That's between you and her. I know, I know where you're coming from. But yeah, um, and he, you know, part of the verse, he goes and he says, "But there's something about the queen's tone that's bothering me." Right. Yeah. So, no name. If you don't know her, she has been doing a lot of activism online, especially for Black women and for Black people in general. Okay. Um, she's very vocal. And sometimes it could appear that she's being very aggressive, right, in her yeah. tone. And that's the thing that J. Cole allegedly was referring to in his, song, in his song when he was saying there's something about the queen's tone that's bothering me, right? Yeah. Maybe treat us like we're children. Speak to us properly so we can learn a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and people said that was him policing her tone. I don't know if you know the term, but it's tone policing, right? Mm-hmm. So on one end, there's people reacting out of anger and they're saying, yo, if this, if this injustice, if you people who are oppressing us, blah, 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 blah. And then other people who come and say, we understand what you're saying, but your tone's a bit too aggressive. So I can't hear you. Um, my question to you is, first of all, do you think J. Cole was right or wrong in the way he responded to this Hans tweet and the way she called him out? And secondly, was she even justified in calling these people out? Because like you said, sometimes people don't really know what to say. Who are you asking you? Just, just for interest sake, did Kendrick um, reply to that? Of course not. Not did, that I know of. Of course not. He didn't. He, he didn't say, he didn't even post, right, did he? No, 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 no. no. I don't he think didn't. he did, no. My king, my king. K-dots. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that 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 brings me back to my question is she's just talking about um these rappers who sing about black lives and the black plight in the United States of America um mm-hmm. not coming out and speaking on the BLM hashtag i mean if you look at the work the discography sorry excuse me of um if you look at the discography of of Jayco of Kendrick Lamar those are mm-hmm. people who sing about the real issues of of, of and of, their experiences exactly mm-hmm. their experiences. We talk about uh, Kendrick Lamar's live performances. I think it was yeah. at the was the, the the Academy Awards or something where he had the whole yeah. cop thing and in front yeah, of was white it the people. Whole DNA, right? Was it the song DNA? Yeah, I think it was the song DNA. Oh, all right, we can be all right. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think you. But but you but you know what? You you remember? You have the picture in yes. mind. 
of that performance yes. where they had like prisoners and stuff and chains and police officers yeah, yeah, and yes, stuff yes, like yes, that yes, on yes, the yes, stage yes. in front of white people. That is a statement larger than a hashtag. How you can then go on the internet and say, this person is not pro-black because they haven't posted on their Instagram. Perhaps they didn't even have data, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, they didn't even have data. <laughs> now you're just saying this person <laughs> doesn't believe in Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, yeah. it's, for me, that's... Um, I had never heard of No Name before that. Mm-hmm. Then I heard about it. Then I went to a page and I started reading a couple of things. So just seeing her opinions on Black Lives, on capitalism, and I realized mm. that um, she might have a a a a, a, a single uh, view of 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 mm. these things, which makes it uh, very difficult to engage. Because I mean, Chimama mm. Nongozia did she talks about this uh, mm. in a recent essay where she talks about that. If you disagree in this day and age on particularly in social media, if you disagree with a person, you're told to go educate yourself, right? Yeah. That uh, you are also mm-hmm. an oppressor. That you try if you then say, <laughs> look, try to educate me, why don't you like approach it this way? Then you told your tone policing, you're mm-hmm. pushing for respectability mm-hmm. politics. And it's yeah, I mean. Let me just like pause here. I have a lot to say about respectability politics. There's a, there's a TEDx I listen to. I know you do. There's a TEDx mm. I listen to, and I find it quite interesting. But I'll I'll, I'll leave it for Dylan to speak now. Mm. Uh, I think Sharon gave me the floor here. Yeah. Go oh, go ahead. Um, I agree with Gumbo to some extent, not entirely, on what he was saying. I have, I have been having this conversation. It turns out I've been having a lot of conversations in these past few weeks, but I've been having conversations where I've been talking about relationships. And I realized that a lot of people want people to react like how they react. If, let's say Sharon and I are dating and Sharon wants a certain type of communication, she expects me to give that certain type of communication, which I feel personally, I feel is wrong. Don't expect me to react the way you want me to react. Mm-hmm. Let me react how I react. And that's the same thing with this hunt. If you look at the discography of J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, these are my two favorite rappers. Um, J- Kendrick Lamar is literally my second favorite rapper. J. Cole is my third favorite rapper. My first is Eminem. And I love these people because all the things they rap about are informed. They don't just go and start rapping. They literally, if you listen to, like if you properly listen, I know a lot of people say, I listen to J. Cole, listen to J. Cole. But if you properly listen to their music, you see how deep they are. And you can tell that these are from informed and experienced based answers. So for this Han to be going and saying, why aren't you guys talking about it? It's probably because these people, not saying that they haven't gone through it, but they are probably analyzing the situation first. We don't know what's going through their minds, to be honest, but they're probably analyzing the situation first. And then up, we don't know, maybe they will speak about it. That's what Dave, Dave Chappelle did. Dave Chappelle, before he went and started speaking about Black Lives Matter, what did he do? He analyzed the situation. If you watched this um, document, this special that he did, you realize- 846 on Netflix. 
there we go. He's talking from, he's speaking from an informed space where he says, I've seen the situation, I've read the situation, mm -hmm. and therefore, this is my action towards the situation. So to the extent where he got called out by Don Lemon, and then he was like, bro, Tell us who I'm Don not Lemon speaking. Is. <laughs> Don Lemon is, what is he? He's a sexist. Akunta <laughs> <laughs> has so many dad jokes, you guys. I Imagine. wish you knew. <laughs> this is probably his Second like what, 10th dad joke of the week. Okay, ten yes. Dad jokes are the best. Honestly, dad jokes are the best. He's like a news anchor from CNN. So imagine like he's a really big platform. From CNN. Yeah. yeah. He's a black, so he he's a black news, uh, news anchor. Let's see. Yes. That's very important. That's very important. He's a black middle-aged news anchor. And he called out certain people for not speaking up about it. And Dave Chappelle was like, I'm not speaking about it because I'm informed by it. And I realized that my voice could hinder the whole situation. So this hand pulling out people doesn't realize that people are not just going to start speaking off their ass or off their bum because I'm not allowed to swear. But people will talk after they're informed right and i i agree so much like you have no idea the level of agreement i have with, with dave chappelle when he says that yo bro i connect so much with this story he connects so much to the the black lives matter to the extent where we didn't even realize it but his silence was his action before mm -hmm. this podcast, we're talking about Le Silence de la Mer, which is the silence of the sea, where the German soldier goes to into a French family. And this French family um, made a pact to ignore this German soldier because he was the enemy, right? But this German soldier decides that even if they ignore me, I'm still going to speak to them. And his speech throughout the whole novel, the fact that he was speaking to them created an, created an impact which shows that sometimes your actions, even though they might seem unnecessary, are the biggest actions or the most effective actions you can take. And your actions are not determined by what society thinks, but what you feel is the right decision. And that's what these celebrities do. They feel like if I speak, it will create this effect. Dave Chappelle felt that if he spoke, they would have a negative impact. If you want to take the power away from the society, but he wanted the power to remain within society so that they can move. It's not that he wasn't mm -hmm. impacted by it, but it's keeping the power where it's supposed to be. Okay. Um, so Dylan, you think to some extent that celebrities or famous people do have a responsibility uh, with the yes. platforms that they have? To a certain extent. Depends on the situation. It's all about power. Okay. Um, okay, boss, did you have something else to say? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, I think we should just touch on this um, respectability uh, politics. I was I was listening to um, Sarah Keesley uh, Hall. She did a, a um, TEDx, I think, with the University of Texas. And she was talking about uh, respectability politics. Uh, and she was defining basically respectability politics as something that is used by minorities to subvert or avert um, stereotypes that are, that are imposed on them. So 
you would do the opposite of what the stereotype says. She gives an example. She 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 talks about how um, she gives an example of how you know in America black people are expected to play loud music in their vehicles. So respectable respectable politics to her would be her as a black person instead of playing the sound loud she'll be playing it low and or medium or just reasonable so that the people don't um, <clears throat> so that people don't to stereotype her to be black which is a black which is a which would be a bad stereotype um, she takes this um, story she begins it with a, a poem by I think it was Tom Dunbar where he talks about masks and how we all wear masks so that we can function yeah. together. Uh, I actually learned this in school. Um, it's called the first negotiation theory where we all, mm-hmm. all have masks for certain yeah. situations. So we all wear masks mm-hmm. for certain situations. I'm not wearing a mask, but you two are wearing masks. I can see them. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You you have you guys are very fortunate to have me at the role, you know what I mean. So, but then mm-hmm. she 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 then says this. She says that uh, respectability politics is a logical solution to an illogical um, problem. Mm-hmm. This is this is where I then say like, look, we need respectability politics. Obviously, respectability politics is doesn't have to be the only tactic we have to to take ourselves out of oppression whenever we're in an oppressed situation. But it it helps in the case, for example, of No Name and Jayco. She could have just texted Jayco, "Yo, what's up? Why are you quiet, my brother?" You know what I mean. What are you thinking? Yeah, yes, what are you thinking? Oh, or you even posted Jayco. What's what are your thoughts? Instead of going to attack Jayco through and through, you didn't even know. Perhaps saying that you're not doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps when she was typing a tweet, uh, you know, right? Jayco was also typing Black Lives Matter. Then he saw the tweet <laughs> before. You know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the first thing she 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 thought was, let me attack this nigga. Mm. Well, okay. This is a, it's this the is same a... thing. You remember the? I don't know if you guys watched the um, Trevor Noah and this other chick who supported Trump. What's her name? Candace Owens. Uh, I think so. Tommy is it? Tommy Lawrence. Tommy Lawrence. Yeah. No, Tommy Lawrence. The white one. The white uh, blonde lady. Same story. Same story. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I was about to say, K Boss. Sometimes. You know how you use your social media, especially Twitter as an outlet for whatever you're feeling in the moment, right? And this is why people sometimes call it reactionary activism because you can get so pissed at a particular thing, right? Something's happening, Zimbabwean lives matter. Um, But your celebrities aren't saying anything. The people that usually speak up about stuff, they're not saying anything about Zimbabwean lives and you're pissed. And you go like, I don't understand what is wrong with you at or add to misery what's wrong with y'all like come through right people do that and it's reactionary and i think mm-hmm. for me there's room for a reactionary activism but let's not call it activism i just think let's call it reactionary outlet mm-hmm. i don't know what i don't I, I wouldn't consider it to be activism expression and i expression. yeah expression thank you um but for me, and I know it's a problematic stance. And I remember when the Snow Name and J. Cole thing happened, 
I asked a friend of mine who I had seen tweeting about tone policing. And I was like, bro, can you explain to me what Jake Cole did wrong? Because I didn't see it. I didn't see him. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him tone policing. And even if he was, I didn't think it was out of a malicious place. Sometimes you really have to understand that the people you're speaking to don't get things the way that you do. And they might not have the same rage that you have. And yeah. so it's necessary to extend a bit of grace, which is painful. Especially or if you're part of the oppressed the group. Same rage, but just not the same reaction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes it's really important to extend grace. Uh, and I'm going to give an example so that we can sort of understand this more. So we had this Zimbabwean Lives Matter movement taking place on Twitter. And um, there was a, I think it's an organization, like a, a movement of you know, young Zimbabweans who work on mental health. I forgot what it's mm-hmm. called. And people were like, hey, yo, we haven't seen you post about Zimbabwean Lives Matter, but we've seen you post about Black Lives Matter. And that's a problem for us because it's hypocritical, right? And then Miss Red was like, she tweeted and she was like, I don't understand why people are bashing these people. What's the difference? There's a big difference between Black Lives Matter and Zimbabwean Lives Matter. What a reactionary activist, in quotes, could have said would be, Miss Red Vano Penga, bra, like, are you crazy? Don't you see that these things are the same thing? Go yeah. and read for yourself. Don't you understand what Black Lives Matter is? Go and read for yourself. That's one end of the spectrum. Another end of the spectrum will say, okay, Miss Red, let, let me try and explain it to you. Um, this is what's happening. Yeah. The first scenario that I gave, people would say, if you told that person who was telling Miss Red to go read for herself, to calm down and speak to her nicely, you're tone policing, and that's wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, there's two really strong extremes. Look, I think, I think it's, it's a problem. Um, we have an, a society that has been built on a political and legal philosophy of individualism, but <laughs> we are realizing that we can't live in our own separate um, um, individuality. We need other people. But at the same time, we are still striving with the idea and the desire of individualism. So, uh, You guys disagree with me when we're talking about Carlton. I said that Zimbabwe is becoming more individualistic. But yeah, continue. I mean, it's, it's debatable. But then the thing is, <laughs> look, I want individual rights. I want to do what I want. Mm. I want to speak in the tone that I want to speak. I want to dress the way I want to dress. I want to do this. What I want, how I feel matters. But at the same time... identify yourself the way you want to identify yourself. Exactly. (laughs) But at the same time, I want to force you to identify the same way I identify. I want to force Mm. you to feel my pain. But I'm saying, at the same time, I'm saying... I want to be individual. I want to be who I am meant to be. I want to be the captain of my life, the captain of my ship, the the determiner of my destiny. But at the same time, I want to enforce a group narrative and a group identity. Now we have a a, a clash of ideas and a clash of ideologies. And I like to quote Yuval Noah Harari and say, all these problems, most of them come from the fact that we are currently philosophically bankrupt most of our, 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 our philosophies uh, are come from the 
come from the um, 17th century. You know, we talk about the French Revolution and the principle of fraternity, equality, and liberty. You love that. <laughs> you are you are half French. You love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> oui, oui, oui. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that is that that that's one of the the most interesting uh, um, 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 issues of today that we have very very different um, desires and expectations that clash and we want to have our cake and eat it, but we cannot have it and eat it. And there's nothing wrong with good tone policing because if, you, if you're going to come to me and say, look, TK, you're a misogynist, right? Of which I am not in mm-hmm. real life. Uh, <laughs> then you come and you say, TK, you're, you're, you're a misogynist, you're this, you're this. And you come and scream in my face. You're not, gonna, you're not mm-hmm. doing anything to convince me. If you're screaming mm-hmm. in my face, you're not gonna convince me to change. If anything, you're gonna mm. make me a hardcore. And so, mm-hmm. and like I think the perfect perfect place to use for this uh, example is the United States of America, because in the U.S. they have that approach, where you listen to me, they've got this hardcore, gang ho, yeah. you know, bravado type of thing when they come and approach. Defense. Exactly. Yeah. You see the you see what Hillary Clinton was saying about Trump supporters, calling them deplorables and stuff like that. People are not gonna listen to you. People are not going to listen to you if you call them deplorables. People are not going to listen to you if you call them Nazis. People are not going to listen to you if you call them fascist. We're not going to listen to you, you know, because it doesn't mean if you scream at us, we're going to like listen to, oh my gosh, they are screaming at us. Mm. No. If anything, we're going to be more hardcore, more determined to to quash you, if you know what I mean. They they think of the African parents where where they scream and they scream you couldn't get the answer, you know when you two plus two they go louder two plus two you like ah uh-uh. uh-uh. exactly you know, it doesn't work like that okay so if it doesn't work like that how do we do it better I, I how do I, I we say this mm-hmm. how do we how do we make social media activism better. And I know, like, just like Takunda said a little bit earlier, that it's not as effective as we think it is. This week, we're talking Free Palestine. Next week, we're talking hashtag Black Lives Matter. The week after that, we're talking, you know, hashtag Small Lives Matter. And these things sort of well, expire. So far, we've been talking about, what country have we been talking about this week? Is it Eritrea? Yeah. But yeah, also Eswatini. Eswatini. Yeah. You so know? we come with so much, you know, so much energy also guys free free jacob zuma please free jacob zuma free free jacob zuma zuma should not be in prison i think my whole thesis was on jacob zuma so i don't know what you're saying no no we need need to free jacob zuma because jacob zuma did not Mm. get a free trial Mm. free and lawyer has spoken you know who has since sharon please we'll talk about that one on on a different day so my question is, number one, if we can see that social media activism kind of ends at an awareness level, it's just raising awareness, that's how I see it. Sometimes we do get results, but that's rarely, right? The people that we need to get attention, uh, whose people, whose attention we need to get, we're not getting. We're getting the attention of maybe celebrities, maybe some famous people, but not the people who actually do the action. They're looking at us thinking, ah, these lighties, you know, they're back at it again. So exactly. in raising awareness or in advocating for something, 
if we say that, you know, tone policing is sometimes justified, and I don't want to call it tone policing, but how then do we make it better? How do we make it more effective without being, without, without losing the message through respectability mm. politics? Okay. I mean, it's, I, um, think, I think it all comes down to your approach. Um, mm-hmm. you, need, you need to be smart about it, particularly if you're leading the movement. You need to speak uh, the people's language. That is the best way to go about it. You need to speak their language. Once you start speaking their language, you'll get through to them. Because like I said before, if you come and shout at us, we're not going to listen to you. You know, um, if, 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 you, if, you, uh, this, if you go to America, for example, it's, it's, a, it's a straight business country. Their culture there is, hi, how are you? This is why I'm here. A, one, two, three, da, da, da. We go, we shake hands, we sign the deal, we're gone. But if you go to places like India, you know, people need to form a, a relationship with you. They need to know how your mother feels. They need to know where are you from type of thing. So speak the people's language. That is how you get through to people, yeah. not by shouting at them. Yeah. Um, as an add-on to that, social media, basically Sharon's question was about social media and its impact. Where do we go after social media and after, after the hashtags, which is a very important question. I think people forget the foundation or the basis of social media. From social media, what happens afterwards? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. What is the purpose of hashtag activism? Hashtag BLM, that was a good, in my opinion, that was an amazing type of hashtag. Why? Because people were hashtagged and they went into the streets to march for that hashtag. So they reached all the target audience. They reached the audience that is on social media. They reached the audience that is not on social media as well. The older generation as well as the younger generation. The problem with the hashtag Zimbabwean Lives Matter is that it ended with the netizens. That's where it ended. It ended with Zimbabweans online. I was talking to my mother. Did you call them the netizens? Yes, I did. Because netizens, I like it. Netizens. So it ended with the netizens. Did my mother know about the movement? No. Did your grandfather know about the movement? No. Why? Because only on the internet. Let us all mm-hmm. get involved. I oh, I think I said this in the past. I don't know how many episodes we've done now. But I've always said this, the only way you can move forward is conversation. And conversation is not just about talking, it's about understanding. If our elders and our adults are able to understand exactly what we mean and exactly where we are going and where we're coming from, then if we form a unity, we can move forward. The day or the time Mugabe was removed from power Right. That was because of the unity that Zimbabweans had from not only race, but age as well. You had the youth, you had the elders as well moving. The majority of the elders are not on social media because in Zimbabwe, social media is only or mostly by the mm-hmm. youth. Right. But it started from there, which transferred into the older generations who are not on social media. And therefore, we moved forward and we moved 
on, people connected. If we are going to be honest to ourselves, you have segmentations in Zimbabwe where you have the white society, you have the colored society, you have the black society, you have the Indian society, the Chinese society. I'm talking about Zimbabweans that I know that make up the population, right? And all mm-hmm. these people live in different worlds. If you're able to connect all these worlds, it doesn't only work online, it works offline as well. If you're able to do that, then we can make an impact. Then we can make a difference. But if you're gonna keep it online, Mm-hmm. Or anyway, it will just end as a hashtag because the internet. Because what happened when we were trying to remove Mugabe? They switched off the internet. That was it. Rato <laughs> Like we don't move forward from there. That's it. Yeah. You know. But now, yeah. if it transfers and becomes a thing where we all engage in, where the people from the rural areas, no matter what class, no matter what race, no matter where we come from, it becomes a one unity thing. Boom! We move forward and we create a movement where we can make a difference. Okay. Um, I agree with a lot of what you and Dr. Kunde have said. For me, I think it largely boils down to what's the purpose of your expression or your communication. If your goal is to react and express how you feel about a particular movement or a particular injustice, sure, use whatever tone you want to have. But if your goal is to gain allies, to raise awareness, to advocate for something, you're gonna have to, in some cases, alter the tone you use to accommodate the people you're speaking to. That's just how it works. That's how it works in real life. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. social media makes us act as though, you know, we're desensitized from human beings. In real life, if you, Dylan, and I, we have a fight and you come to me and you start shouting at me and screaming at me with capital letters, personified i'm not listening to you that's just how it works speak to me like i'm human so if the goal is advocacy if it's activism then let's have proper dialogue um especially with people we don't agree with it just so happens that us three sometimes agree with each other sometimes we don't but most times you know it's really amicable (laughs) i would encourage having conversations with people that you don't agree with and people whose um life philosophy and ideologies are completely different from yours. Um, But, you know, I used to be all about social media activism as well. I posted a lot. Hashtag Zimbabwe Lives Matter. I posted so much. And when I look back at it... Did you create a post at one point in time? I created a post of Shamad. And I'm not even a graphic designer. Beautiful poster, by the way. I went... Dude, I went all out, hey? I was so livid. Um... And and that's sometimes reactionary, right? You're not really thinking yeah. through what is going to be the chain of causation from here onwards. Yeah. And looking back at it, I don't see where that took us. I don't mm-hmm. see where that took us apart from awareness. More people learned about it. And, sometimes and awareness was leads not to other e- things. E- 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 was what you call it, ENA. E- ENCA, my poster yeah. was on flipping ENCA, you people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were a celebrity yeah. in the house. What it do, baby? Twenty-four uh-huh. hour news. Ah, <laughs> me. Yeah, you know, but that's where it ended. We are still going through it, <laughs> um, so that hurts. Um, and I can understand why sometimes people react with such aggression because it really hurts. It really hurts. 
Dylan, do you have anything to say? I think I saw you put your hand up. Okay, no, cool. No, 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 no. Yeah, so that's about it for today. Um, I know the conversation was a lot. Um, Takunda and no name are not homies, so that's likely to get heated. But really, really, really do recommend you guys to go watch 846, Dave Chappelle's special. Yes, yes, really good. Um, and above all, inform yourself before you just hop onto a hashtag or post another infographic. Inform yourself. Have conversations outside of those things. And yeah, that's it for today's episode. Uh, Dylan's gonna do a thing with us before we end, <laughs> and then we're done. Why are you giving spoilers about what I'm gonna do, Sharon? You're gonna do a thing with us. I was going to surprise. Oh, Judah, I'm coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you? Who did you? Um, for those who are listening, I only had one cup of vodka, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I heard this is a family show, so I'm not supposed to be saying stuff like that. But um, you really you know, are the drunk uncle at the right. <laughs> uncle, not that I'm drunk. Um, but in all seriousness, thank you so much for those who have listened. Um, we hope you've really learned a lot. Oh, of course, you're expecting us in the next fortnight, in the next two weeks. Um, our socials are always going to be there. We're always going to be interactive. Ask what you want to ask. Talk to us about what you want to talk about. Give us suggestions for topics. That'll be very interesting as well. You can find us individually. Um, hey, brah, everyone is a stalker in this day and age. So I'm not going to give you our handles one by one. You can <laughs> Thank find you. I was about to stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> you'll find Sharon, you'll find me, you'll find Agunda, and you'll find us and just message us your topics or something that you disagreed with, something that you, that you agreed with, a conversation that, that you wanted to have. Um, and we'll talk about it. We'll have conversations. Like we always say, I think it's becoming motto for all three of us where um, conversation is a movement or is the way forward. I think that's our topic. for That's our motto for the week. Yeah? Um, conversation is the way forward. But yeah, um, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on our socials, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, wherever we'll be, we'll share it. And again, thank you. Good night. Bye. Good evening. Yo, 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 yo.